Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The year was 1999, and I was a senior in high school. I'll pause there and just let you feel old for a little bit. Who knows what you were doing in the year 1999, but like I said, I was a senior in high school, and I had the great privilege of going to Germany with my German class. It was one of those short exchange programs. Uh, We went and we toured Germany and Austria, but we also had the opportunity to stay in host homes. This was an awesome experience. Well, one of the days that I was with my host home, uh, I was brought to the city where my host father was a teacher. And since he was busy, I had a little bit of free time and I just started started to wander around a little bit because the city, Ulm, Germany, was a beautiful city. It has this humongous cathedral where you can sort of see it in the skyline from just about anywhere you go, or at least the parts that I was in. Anyway, I was walking around, killing time until my host father was done with his school day when I quickly realized I've wandered too far. I don't know how to get back to the school. I can't remember, did I take a left here or a right? Have I seen this building before or is this something new? It was a completely different environment than I was used to. It was a foreign environment, quite literally. And I, to begin with, am not the most spatially intellectual people. Just ask my wife sometimes. I get lost pretty easily. But here I was in Ulm, Germany, and I was lost. I had no idea how to get back. I did not know the phone number or the address of my host home. I had no idea what would happen in that moment. I did try to turn around. I tried to retrace my steps. But like I said, I I just couldn't remember how to get back to where I needed to go. And I didn't want to get lost even more than I was. Now, I don't know how long it was that I spent trying to figure out how to get back. It might have only been a couple of minutes, but it seemed like an eternity. When all of a sudden, I heard my host father speak my name. He he was in a car driving, and he called out, Mikhail, and suddenly... I was found. I was found by my host father. Now, I don't think he realized how lost I was. He probably thought I was just walking around and I was on my way back and he just happened to get to me before I got to him, but nothing could be further from the truth. I was lost and I had no idea how I was going to get back. And let me tell you how terrifying that really felt. I wonder if you have an experience like that, if you've ever felt lost before. Uh, Maybe it's like me, you've been lost um, trying to find your way someplace. Maybe it was when you were a child and you got separated from your parents, like in a store, or maybe your parents, they, they were one place, and then when you turned around, you didn't see them anymore, and you got lost. 
Now, thankfully, today we have things like GPS and your, your Garmin, uh, Google Maps. You can easily find your way. But there are other ways that we feel lost. I mean, you could be safe at your home and still be lost. You might feel lost, or maybe you have felt at a loss. Maybe you have some difficult decisions regarding your household finances. That paycheck, that money that you thought you could count on, it's no longer there. Maybe being at home is all of a sudden causing new conflict and struggles in your relationships with family. Maybe not being with people is now a source of conflict. Do you really realize how much you need your friends or your coworkers or other loved ones? Maybe you have felt the grief from our current situation. Like maybe nobody close to you has died, but you are feeling grief because you had great plans and now those plans are dead. Or you had a good job, but now that job may not be there anymore. You had ample opportunities, and now you're not so sure that those opportunities are going to be around. Maybe you're lost in guilt or shame as you fight against a particular sin or temptation. Maybe you're lost in doubt or fear feeling as if you are somehow separated from God himself. And you wonder, is he really there? Does he really care? Are my sins really forgiven? If so, then then this message is particularly for you. See, you may feel lost. You may be lost but God always comes looking for you. See, God came among us to seek and to save the lost. That's what we heard in our Old Testament reading from Ezekiel. God says, I, I myself would be the one to search for these sheep. He would seek out his lost sheep, just like a shepherd lives and works and searches among his scattered sheep. That's what God was going to do, that he himself would live and work and search among his scattered people. And he was going to rescue his lost people. See, Ezekiel lives at a time when the people of Israel were in exile. Those people who once filled the promised land, they were no longer in the promised land anymore. Through the years, the Assyrians and then the Babylonians forcibly took the people from their land. Those that didn't die in those wars and invasions, they now live among foreigners. Not in the promised land anymore, but in these other lands. And though they considered themselves one people, they were separated, separated by hundreds and thousands of miles in some cases. But nevertheless, Ezekiel proclaims a message from God, a message of hope and promise to the people of Israel who were in exile. That message was this, God will find you. 
and he will bring you back to the land of Israel. But God's promise to seek and find the lost would be fulfilled in a way that would extend even beyond those exiles of Israel. Someday, God would come to live on earth. He would come in person, in the flesh, to live among the lost, like a shepherd lives among his sheep. God would find all of his scattered flock and he would rescue them. He would bring them safely to the home that he has prepared for them. In Jesus Christ, God himself had come to live among his scattered sheep. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And as Jesus traveled through the town of Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, as we heard in our gospel reading, he searched out one of his lost sheep, and he found him up a tree. Now, this particular sheep, he was a small one, a guy by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, in his day, Zacchaeus was famous because he was a chief tax collector in the city of Jericho. And when I say famous, I perhaps should say infamous, because the job of a tax collector, well, it's never a popular job, not in any era. But for the Jews in Jesus's day, tax collectors were especially despised by other Jews, because Zacchaeus was a Jew who worked for the enemy. He worked for the hated Roman overlords. And what's more, Zacchaeus was rich. He was rich not because he was paid well. Tax collectors weren't really paid. But rather, he was rich because he overcharged people when he collected their taxes, and he kept that extra income for himself, something Zacchaeus even admits to later in his meeting with Jesus. Now, Zacchaeus evidently had heard about Jesus, and he wanted to see this miracle-working rabbi for himself. But being too short to see over the crowds gathered around Jesus, Zacchaeus, resourceful as he was, he climbed up that sycamore tree to get a good look, to see what he could see. Now, Zacchaeus just wanted to see see Jesus, but that short-statured tax collector got more than he bargained for because Jesus walked right over to that tree. He looked up and he invited himself to Zacchaeus's home. (laughs) The tax collector hurried down and he took Jesus to his home. But the people, the people who were watching, They were shocked and angry that Jesus would go as a guest to the house of such a person, a man that they called a sinner. Who would even want to be seen with such a person, much less eat with him? Zacchaeus was a traitor, a Jew who worked for the Romans and stole money from his own people, and yet Jesus was a guest in his home. Jesus, the guest who invited himself, found Zacchaeus that day. 
And the tax collector believed in his guest as Messiah and Savior. Zacchaeus, that wee little man of that children's song, put his new faith into action in a really big way giving half of his wealth to the poor and promising to restore fourfold what he had taken from his people through his dishonest tax collecting. That day in Jericho, Zacchaeus climbed a tree to find Jesus in the crowd, but in reality, it was Jesus who found him. Because that's what Jesus does. Jesus is God in the flesh, God in person, who came among his people to seek and to save the lost. And that's what Jesus is still doing today. Jesus sought and found you. In baptism, Jesus claimed you as his own lost lamb. And there he rescued you from sin, death, and the devil and brought you safely home to himself. And by his spirit at work in the gospel message, in that good news of his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus is still seeking the lost. He works through you and me. He he works through our words of witness to find his lost sheep and bring them home. To us who may know what it feels like to be lost, to a people who have experienced losses in our life, Jesus assures us that, that no matter what else we are fearing or feeling, We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to feel lost from our God. For Jesus, our good shepherd, he says, you are mine. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I left heaven to come here to be with you. And Jesus endured the cross for you and me to guarantee that we would always be with him. Now, the people of Jericho, they grumbled about Jesus and Zacchaeus. They were scandalized that Jesus had gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But that's what Jesus does. That's who Jesus is. That's what Jesus is still doing today. He searches for his lost sheep. He invites himself into the hearts and homes of sinners like you and like me. That's why he was on the road that day as he passed through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem and the cross that awaited him. He was on his way to suffer and die and rise to win forgiveness and eternal life for every lost sheep. That was Jesus' purpose, to seek and to save the lost. That is why he came. And that is why you have comfort. 
You have hope. You have a future. Because Jesus, that one who came to seek and to save the lost, he's accomplished that. He's accomplished that for you. But you know, he's not done. Because there are others. There are others not yet in his sheepfold. And he has that heart for them too. That's why Jesus wants you to know that you have been found. Found in him. So that you can point others to that same hope. That same promise that same future, that same good shepherd. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen.